isn't it the most awkward thing when you hit record? <laughs> it's like, what do we do? Do we say, hi, welcome to the Bob and Katie show? I was waiting for you. You always say that. <sighs> I don't know. I just feel like we don't, I don't want to say that every time. I don't want to be like a joke. So, uh, but you know what? I don't know. I don't know what else to say. So, uh, welcome to the Bob and Katie show. I'm Katie. And I'm Bob. <laughs> That's so corny. Thank you for listening. Uh, I guess we're going to start out. Uh, this is uh, New Parents Part 1. We're going to be talking about our process of uh, becoming new parents. And we're going to start this show out by answering a social media question. And uh, this I think you're allowed to say Facebook. You Facebook. Say, you can say a, Facebook. It's a Facebook question. <laughs> Uh, this question comes from Aaron in Texas. Why you got to say from Texas? Well, you just say his name's Aaron. Because I'm proud that somebody's listening to us from Texas. True. I'll cut this out. This will be... I'll cut it out. Once. We got people listening from Texas. Continue. Okay. So, uh, Aaron from Texas writes, uh, I have a question. What has been your hardest parenting challenge for you so far? You go first. No, I'm going to let you go first. No, you go first. I read the question. You go first. Um, I know for me personally, and this is just right now, I'm sure it will change as time goes on, but right now my biggest challenge is my time management. Just trying to care for two almost four-month-old babies on my own all day and be efficient at changing diapers and feedings and trying to, you know, get things done around the house, and it's nice when I have time left over to do something that I enjoy. That doesn't really happen, though. But yeah, time management, I think, is my biggest challenge as of right now. What do you think is going to happen? Like, what do you what do you expect your, your big challenges of the future? Well, you know, like, they eventually become teenagers, and then God knows what your challenges will be then, you know. We have a boy and a girl. Oh, dear Lord, we do. So, you we know. We do have a girl. And I'm gonna have to kill She's some like guy. gonna start her period one day and be hormonal. And teenage girls are just horrible. And boys, you know, I don't even know what. So, when when Reagan, which is our daughter, eventually uh, becomes a teenager, do we let her know that we talked about her menstrual? No, not at all. On the podcast, <laughs> not at all. <laughs> hey Reagan, did you know that people in Texas were listening? to to us talk about your menstrual cycle uh, well before you actually had it. Jeez, Mom, Dad, you are such a dork. So you know what? So what is your biggest challenge? Because I, mean, I think we'll have different answers. I'm going to stray away from the whole challenge thing, but you know what's been aggravating for me? No, the, that was the question. Well, you, answer you, the you question. Know, I'll, I'll answer the question the way I want to answer the question. This has, been, this has been my challenge of not being rude to people. Or, uh, you know, anything. What gives a cashier the right to tell me how unhealthy Red Bulls are? That has nothing to do with what we're talking about. What are you talking about? Since, alright, since we've had these kids, uh, to start with, we fed them every two hours. I had, a, I had a job where I work 40 hours a week. Then I got a promotion. Which, thank God, I mean, I, I'm blessed with You my are job. going off on a tangent right now. I'm not going off you on a tangent. You need to Listen to me. You're no, no, not no, no, answering no, no, no. the question. Gonna, are you trying gonna, to avoid answering the question? It's going to circle around. If you just let me talk, you'll get it. Okay, finish. So, I got a promotion, 
and uh, now I work 48 hours a week. My promotion put me 30 minutes away. So on top of the eight extra hours a week, I've got five hours of drive time. I don't get any sleep. That's my challenge. My challenge is I do not get enough sleep and I have to survive off of Red Bulls and every time I buy one, the cashier goes, do you know how bad these things are for you? Remember that old guy? We were, we were on vacation and we were checking out at Walmart. It was an old guy. He was in one of the motorized shopping carts. Oh. And he his cart was full of sun drops, two liters <sighs> of sun drops. And he made a comment. We were buying cheesecake. We were on vacation and wanted some cheesecake, so we were buying cheesecake. And Red Bull. Was I buying Red Bull? You know, what? I think he may have been. I had he a made a comment. Sugar free Red Bull, mind you. He made a comment to us. I can't remember exactly what he said. About how unhealthy Red Bulls are, and I'm like, listen, old man. You got a cart full of Skittles and Sundrop. You do not need to be talking to me. Yeah, and about he couldn't. How... I mean, he 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 couldn't walk. He obviously. I mean, yeah, he was old, but you know, he he was not in the best of health. Just so we're clear, I wasn't making fun of a handicapped person. This was one of those people on the carts that don't need to be on the carts. You know what I'm talking about. You've seen them out in public, where you're like, hey. He just didn't have a place making a comment to us about our purchases oh. it's you know he didn't know us so. absolutely so we've gone on this five minute tangent yeah we're wasting uh, precious minutes here thanks aaron for uh, asking your yes, question thank you very much and uh aaron actually found out about us through uh, a podcast community on facebook um you can check out his if you if you're in the video games uh, he does a podcast called you know what I, it was under notifications not it was retro obscure so uh, I guess I'm going to check that out tonight. I just admitted that I haven't listened to it yet. But uh, he added me to the group, so I'm going to go check it out. It's about video games. I'm excited. So uh, where, where do we get started at? What are we going to talk about first? We, uh, well, this podcast is obviously we're going to be talking about parenting and our experiences. And I guess because I, most of the people that listen to our podcast are people that do know us personally and know some of the experiences that we've gone through. But there are a lot of people that do not know us personally and don't know anything about us or our kids. So um, I guess we're just going to give sort of a brief, very brief history of how we got to be where we are today with four-month-old twins. By brief, you mean like four or five episodes? Because <laughs> <laughs> Let me tell you what, it's not a short story. <laughs> no, no, I mean, okay, start at the beginning. It took us seven years of trying um, to become pregnant unsuccessfully well we did we we had some we lost some babies and, and we're not going to talk about that any more than just that subject because it is uh you know it sucks and for any of you that have gone through that it's you know it, it's not a good situation but we uh we prevailed and we came out strong and we're just going to start after that it took us seven years i probably shouldn't have even brought it up let's just start at the seven year mark yeah I, basically <laughs> our experience of having children is much different than the average person. I'm not going to say most people. You mean the 14-year-old that gets pregnant? Is that much different from that? Yeah, yeah. Good <laughs> Lord, everybody's pregnant nowadays. And, you know, that was that was the hard part, is like trying and knowing that we were good people, you know? I'm not saying that some people don't deserve kids. No, I'm just some saying, people do not deserve kids. You're right. Point some blank, people, some, some people are stupid and do not need to reproduce. There's no getting around it. Everybody knows that you're only saying what everybody's thinking. 
So obviously we've hit a sore spot with Katie. Uh, but you, you know what we're talking about. You've seen these people out in public uh, yelling at their kids, you know. And we don't know what it's like yet to have a four or five year old. Maybe I want to yell at them too, but uh, hopefully I have enough common sense not to act that way. But uh, some people don't need kids, and those are the people that uh, get blessed with four or five of them. And uh, we tried for a really long time, but we're not going to gripe on those. We're going to talk about uh, our blessings and how far we've come. So we're, we're, we're so gonna... seven years. Took us seven years of trying. Fast forward, um, September of 2013, we started seeing a fertility doctor. Really, um, it was September of 2013, so it took us a year. I, I guess that's about right, because you have to be pregnant for nine months. Okay, uh, I'm going to cut that out. I've got, we're recording with a new program now, and uh, if I don't like things I say, I'll just <laughs> edit them out later. So, um, before I was interrupted, September of 2013, we started seeing a fertility doctor um, through, you know, various doctor referrals and, and whatnot. We got to, to the fertility doctor. And for those of you who have never had the experience of a, um initial consultation visit with a fertility doctor when you're trying to become pregnant, it is a very... Um, it's weird. Yeah, it's really weird. Because basically you walk in the door and they want to know every single little detail about your downstairs and your sex life and all the good stuff. Just so we're clear... Uh, Katie refers to the pubic area as downstairs. So throughout this process, <laughs> if, if you hear her say downstairs, that doesn't mean the apartment below us. That means uh, the pubic area of the person in question that we we're speaking of at that point in time, not the uh, the room below us. Go ahead. I'm sorry for interrupting. Can you guys hear that that motorcycle that just cranked up? Man, that's the only bad thing about like trying, <laughs> trying to record like in your in your house in an apartment. There's it is it is one forty five in the morning and there is somebody outside revving up a uh, a motorcycle. Go ahead and talk. I'm gonna see. I'm gonna put on the headphones and see if you can actually hear it. Oh yeah. We might have to cut that out. Okay, go ahead and talk. So our first visit, we go in the door and you know normal doctor stuff. They take my weight and blood pressure and all they could all that good stuff they need to know and you know we fill out paper after paper after paper you know all these forms you have to fill out when you go to the doctor and then you know we go in the room for the consultation and um the i guess it was a nurse was asking us additional questions you know after i had filled out like 10 forms what are you doing like, I feel like I'm talking about myself here. Like, you are absolutely not contributing whatsoever. <laughs> and you just pick up your phone and start playing on your phone. Like, <laughs> they can't see that I'm playing on my phone. We're recording. It's audio. I can see it, though. <laughs> oh, my God. Okay, okay. Hang on, hang on. All right, I'm looking at you. Please, uh, <laughs> please continue. Yes, he was there for the process, even though he may Why not act like it. Why are you yelling? Okay, go ahead. <laughs> That's just Trust me, I was there for the process. <laughs> <laughs> okay, go ahead. Go ahead. Oh, this is taking way longer than it was supposed to. <laughs> yeah, it's fine, it's fine. Alright, so we were talking questions, about questions. Questions, questions, blah, 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 blah. Um, the doctor's office, like, he was a big Elvis fan. There's, like, Elvis oh stuff everywhere. Oh my god, there. yeah, that's right. The doctor he was really awesome. But, uh, anyway, the nurse like, asking us all these questions. I mean, very... In-depth personal questions. He used a lot of profanity. He did. Um, I mean, like, just 
blatant profanity. I mean, like, he wasn't like, oh, F this and F that. But, I mean, like, when he was having a conversation, he would, like, just drop cuss words in. And you know what? It made me comfortable. Yeah, I mean, not that I so much I like. I felt like he it's was not a like person. A, I mean, I don't really use that much profanity. Um, you know, it's not like I enjoyed hearing the profanity, but it kind of, because we were really nervous. We were really, really nervous and just terrified. And so it kind of made it a little more relaxed atmosphere. But he wasn't the one answering, the, yeah. asking the questions. It was um, another, I, it was a nurse. I don't, kinda, I don't think I was that nervous. I don't think I was that you nervous. You were nervous. I wasn't nervous to an extreme point until until I had to get tested and then it was like oh crap what if it's me you know but it, it, I think it's a lot easier for the man in that situation because there's there's one test and it's pass or fail yeah and once you once you uh, get past that uh well I digress let's go back to where it started we'll, we'll reach that point eventually <laughs> Well, you know, it's just a ton of questions, and but I, I will never forget, it was one of the last questions, like I said, after we had been there for a while and filled out so much paperwork and answered questions, the, the and it was a lady, it was a, a nurse asking us questions, she looked at you and no, was no, like, no, it have you it had... Wasn't, it wasn't a nurse. Uh, okay, so there was a, the doctor, she was like, she was, she was a doctor, but she was like learning, I guess, like, she had to be there with him because she's going to be doing that. Okay, so she was a student, doctor. I'm yeah. so sorry. Whatever it's called, I don't know the, uh, I don't know the terminology. That really doesn't matter. <laughs> it doesn't. Well, she wasn't a nurse. Like she. Okay, go ahead. Go ahead. What did she ask us? <laughs> it's like not even funny anymore. Your face is turning so red. It's you drug this out to a ridiculous <laughs> length. I don't even want to talk about it anymore. I'm We're, done. Okay, go ahead. What What did she ask? She asked if you had a vasectomy. Ha ha! So freaking funny. How How often do people come in there that have a vasectomy that try to have kids in, and that's an issue? I don't know. You didn't. <laughs> you may lose my train of thought. So what else? Uh, what else did they ask? So they asked us about the vasectomy. Um, oh God, you turned so red because they started asking us like how frequently we were having. What? How did they phrase it? They wanted to know how often we were having sex. Because I think the, the point was, you know, you can't get pregnant if you're not having sex. What did they ask if we were... I don't remember exactly. The one, I remember so I remember her asking if we had the vasectomy. Because we, like, we looked at each other and laughed. And I told that lady, I was like, I hope that if we had said yes, you would have told us to get out and stop wasting your time. Yeah. And which made her laugh. But yeah. And I, well, I asked her, I was like... Has anyone ever been here and answered yes? Like, oh, you know, I completely and oh, totally that forgot. Was that, that was that one time that I let that I doctor. I must have had a vasectomy, you know? You know what? I completely slipped my mind. It was like two years ago. I had someone snip my balls, like, and I completely forgot they're, about it. They're, and, you know, her response is, there, it must have happened for it to be on the questionnaire. You know, kind of like how there's the tag on the hair dryer that tells you not to use it in the shower. Like, they oh only put God. that on there. Because somebody did it, so somewhere along the way, at some point in time, someone was trying to to get pregnant and went to the fertility doctor and was like, "Oh yeah, you know, that's right, I did have a vasectomy." I think we should remove all those tags and just let the problems weed themselves out. I do too, but uh, anyway, fast. It was, it was a good uh, it was a good fifteen minutes of uncomfortable questions, I think. 
just really oh yeah the like, whole visit was really awkward personal questions so if you've never um had that experience count yourself as fortunate because it is very i want to say humbling i don't know if that's that's not really the word i want to use but uh you can have no secrets from the fertility doctor they want to know all the details and then once we got to the point we had to go through lots of testing um, I think actually that day we went for all kinds of blood tests. We had to have our chromosomes checked and... They wanted to find out if you were a man. They had to make sure I didn't have any male chromosomes. <laughs> and like, knowing full well that I'm a girl, I was still like, oh, what if something shows up? <laughs> like, what? Something's wrong with my chromosomes. And they're like, oh, you got this little male chromosome. It was not. It was completely normal. I'm completely female. You had so many tests you had to do. Yeah, you had one little tube of blood that they had to take from you. And they took, I think it was like 13 tubes of blood from me just that day. Just that day alone. Like, I had to do uh, I did the sperm test. That, I'm talking about just that day. That was a different day. Okay, okay. Just that day when we got blood work done. Yeah, you had one tube and I had like 13. Like, it was so much. They took so many tubes of blood from me that I, I started to feel a little woozy like there at the end. Like, the, the phlebotomist was asking me, you know, if I was feeling okay. Oh, <laughs> I started to feel yeah. Because it was so much. They tested me for everything. Like, thousands of dollars in, in testing. But, uh, anyway. And then I, I had to do, I do the test, which was uh, horrifying. That's when I got nervous. Because I was like, you know, what if, what if the problem is me? You know? And uh, I've never been put in that situation before where I've had to, uh, what is the word? It's not donate. Uh, contribute. I got. I don't know. I, I contribute a specimen. I had to give them a specimen of uh, you know of my manhood. So uh, I was scared. Like I was like, what, what if? Like I don't want to have to go. I want to have kids with you. You know, and I don't. You're wanna, shooting blanks. Yeah. Your thanks. swimmers are <laughs> swimming in circles. <laughs> I got that fat free mayonnaise. So. Uh, you know, I asked him, I was like, so I got to go in a room or something? Because, you know, I've only heard about it on TV, and, and you you don't have to do that now. You can actually, you know, you can uh, do it at home, and as long as you can get there in 45 minutes, you're you're good to go. Yeah. It was like, oh, you know, you put it in a cup, and they're like, stick it between your legs on the drive to, to keep, keep it, it warm. To keep well, it warm. You know, that's, so, that's uh, where it's at anyway. Can I tell you what I did with it? Like, nothing weird. It was... <laughs> <laughs> Okay, that came out wrong. All right, so I was uh I was I was nervous. Oh my god, I didn't want to take the bag. I like they gave me a brown a brown paper bag with a cup in it. It was like you know do what you got to do. So uh, I went. You know I was I was actually at my parents' house because uh, we we lived like an hour and a half away. So I had to go to my parents' house because it was only thirty minutes away, which was uh, crazy embarrassing. Uh, I mean they weren't in the room or anything, but you know it is what it is. <laughs> So I had this brown paper bag that I put it in afterwards, and I was nervous about going in and like going, "Hey, so um, here's my semen." <laughs> I mean, like, how do you how do you bring that up? You know, I just walk into a building. I've so never been in that situation before. <laughs> I drew this big like Japanese anime smiley face on the paper bag, and I walk into the doctor's office, which wasn't the doctor's office that we went to to get the. No, it was like a lab. Yeah, it's like a lab, and I walked in. And uh, the lady looks at me, and she doesn't have a chance to say anything. And I just, like, I hold the bag up and just drop it onto the desk. And I say, boom! <laughs> and, she, and there's, like, this smiling face looking at her. And she's like, what's in that bag? 
And I was like, what you think's in that bag? <laughs> and uh, she laughs. I, I guess my thought process was, if I'm going to be embarrassed, I'm taking everybody down with me. Like, I was loud about it. Like, I was, it, was, it was kind of embarrassing, so... Yeah, like, there's no modesty left when you're going through this process. Oh, God, No yeah, modesty whatsoever. poke and prod, uh, for the woman, they didn't poke and prod me. Uh, I mean, they just ask you the most insane, intimate things about yourself and, and about what you do with your significant other. So, um, moving on to, we got the results back, and uh, this was, I was freaking out. I was like, what if, like, what if I got dead sperm? What if it's no good? Yeah. They're just, they're swimming in circles. There's something wrong yeah, with really them. Nervous. It's me because you can't really fix that. I yeah. Think. There's really not much you can do. Uh, so the doctor starts talking to us and the student's in the room again. And she, why was she sitting beside me? I don't remember. Because you were sitting like against the other wall and I'm sitting like right here beside this student no, woman. No, I was sitting beside you. No, you were sitting beside me, but there was like a corner. It was like we were in the corner of a room and I was on one side of the corner and you were on the other. And this, this, she wasn't a nurse. I guess we covered that a few minutes ago. I think ago. We, we, you made that very clear. But uh, she was there She's learning and she was sitting right beside me and the doctor goes, okay, well, we've got the uh, results back for your, your sperm test. And there's like this long pause in my mind. I'm like, oh God, here we go. Yeah, I was go. on pins and needles waiting and for And then this. He, he looks at me and he says, uh, the normal male has between 20 and 40 million sperm. And in my mind, I'm like, oh, Jesus. <laughs> but you have zero. You, <laughs> you have eight sperm. <laughs> like, <laughs> and they're having a hard time without their friends getting to the egg. But no, he, uh, he looks at me and he goes, you have 120 million. And without thinking, I just turned my head slightly to the right and looked at this lady sitting beside me and was like, you might want to move over. <laughs> Her face turned so red. That was... poor lady. <laughs> that poor, poor lady. Oh, God, it was it was awesome. So, uh, there wasn't really much that happened after that. They wanted to start us on... Uh, more testing, more testing, procedures, yeah. all that good it, it stuff. It eventually round, wound down to that uh, that medicine. What was it? Uh, Clomid. Clomid. And the UI, which is basically where... Uh, no, they, we didn't do that. I know we didn't do that. I'm, I'm talking about IUI. what it is. Yeah, IUI. IUI. So Intrauterine insemination. How that we happens is uh, they take... Will you let me tell the story? Let me tell the story. No. So they take, they take another specimen from me. And they basically, uh, for for the sake of the conversation, take a turkey baster and make sure they put it in you to make sure it's working. And uh, we asked them if we could just take the Clomid and uh, just try to work it out for ourselves. Because after that, it was going to be the, what is that expensive one? IVF. In, in vitro fertilization. That thing was like $20,000. Yeah, we didn't really discuss that too much. That's he because wanted... we weren't going to do it, because we're poor. We can't afford $20,000. <laughs> yeah, we didn't get that far, thank goodness. We had just <laughs> talked about the IUI, and um, we that was going to be the plan. So, you know, And he, he informed us that it probably wouldn't work the first time, That yeah. you know to plan on doing it, um, I think, like three times. But, um, but yeah, we asked if we could just try it on our own. And, well, to make a long story short... One round, and now we have twins. <laughs> that's not uh, that's not entirely accurate. We went for the ultrasound. That's how we're gonna wrap this up. Uh, we we got pregnant. You took a test, right? Yeah, I did one round of Clomid, and um, 
And then, yeah, we, um, you know, a couple weeks later. So, I think this was one of the first times I ever heard Katie cuss in front of someone that wasn't myself. Uh, well, we, we had a positive pregnancy test, and we had some lab work done, <laughs> and we went at seven, you know, seven weeks pregnant. We went to have our first ultrasound done at the fertility doctor's office um, to confirm the pregnancy and make sure it was, you know, a viable pregnancy, make sure there was a heartbeat and all that good stuff. So we went to get the ultrasound, and uh, Katie does not use profanity at all. It's, I, I, I'm the potty mouth in the group. And we get there, and she does the ultrasound, right? And the lady goes... She, I couldn't see the screen. She couldn't see the screen. I couldn't see the screen from my point of view. So she says this. She goes, this is baby A. And me, I'm like, okay, I don't, I don't, you know, I, I didn't understand what baby A meant. But Katie's oh, sitting there, and she just goes, oh, crap. But she didn't say crap. She dropped the F-bomb. And I'm like, what? Well, what is going on right now? I was and in then, shock. Uh, I know that they only start assigning letters when there is more than one. So, and there was a baby A, and then there was a baby B. And then I thought, I thought it was a joke. I asked that lady, I was like, is this a joke? Are you playing a joke on me right now? Like, I was upset because I thought it was sure. a joke. I did not think it was for real. So there you go. We found out we had twins. And that's all we have time for today. Oh. We're out of time. So come back next week and we're going to uh, talk about where we went from there. And it gets a lot more exciting as we go along, especially when the babies are born. So uh, thank you guys out there for listening, all of our all of our people in Texas, all of our people in Australia, the 2% of you that listen to us. And of course all of our North Carolinians. Our Wilmington fellow brethren. Wo- Wilmingtonians. Wilmingtonians. I don't know if that's right, but we're using it from now on. Wilmingtonians. You can hear that? You're Wilmingtonians. <laughs> uh, should we do we have a do we have a sign off catchphrase? I don't think so. Is it isn't it do do that's all folks? No, it's a cartoon. What is ours? I don't know. Okay. Bye. Bye.